this week's episode of Anxiety Slayer, we're discussing how music has the power to transport you to a peaceful place, which is one of the reasons why it's so helpful for managing anxiety. Listening to calming music can help reduce your stress levels and help you relax and can also help improve your mood and outlook on life by lifting your spirits and reducing negative thinking. Welcome back to another episode, Ananga. Hey, Shen. Music's such a beautiful way of creating an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot about colors and essential oils and different ways of creating environments in your home. And music is such a wonderful way to do that, too. When there's so many different palettes of emotional experiences, releasing emotion, uplifting emotion, calming the mind. There's so many different ways we can use music in our home. My nephew gave me some speakers that I can have in different rooms. So I've been really enjoying that. And I've set them up with an app on my phone so I can broadcast music to different rooms. And the setting I prefer is called house hearing, where I can be listening, reading in the lounge. And then when I go to the kitchen to prep something for lunch, the same thing's playing in the kitchen and I can hear it in my room. And I found that a really good experience, whether I'm listening to an audio book or a lecture, also to have that continue wherever I am in my home. Or if I just want to relax and have some beautiful music playing, it creates an atmosphere throughout the house. So I've been really enjoying experimenting with that. Oh, that sounds like fun. I like that setup. I have been uh, enjoying my Sony headsets, these beautiful headphones that are noise canceling and pop on my head and similar to what you're doing only having them on having these headsets on I can move about and and do my thing and not hear everything that's going on in the village when uh, when it's noisy outside but I also have a a nice speaker set up as well that our house is pretty open so that that one speaker can fill the main floor and there's such a difference in the environment when you're listening to something that that you're really interested in or something that just makes you feel nice. Almost every day I start by listening to a meditation called the I Am Meditation by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Mm. And it's really long. It's two or three hours long. I don't I don't necessarily listen for that amount of time, but I really like to start the day listening to this music very ethereal very supportive it's like a perfect way to start the day listening to this meditation and when we listen to something regularly it can become an anchor for us as well where it invokes a certain state there's some music i really enjoy listening to my daughter and i discovered it a few years ago and we would put it on because it was really gentle but upbeat kind of happy But also it was easy to have a conversation or read a book. It didn't cut into whatever else you were doing. And we would just put it on quietly in the mornings and it created a really nice, gentle atmosphere in our house. So I've been going back to listening to that more again lately. It's by Lullatone. And they do this, it's almost childlike, gentle, looping songs. I recommend giving those guys a listen to. Tell us about your experience as a musician and your prior work with Hypno Dreams and the music 
that you've created for us? And what's that like to be able to to do that, to create and produce this beautiful music? Thank you. It's very kind of you. I never consider myself a musician. Um, It's just something I started doing years ago. I loved music at school. I wanted to be a music teacher. That's what I wanted to do. So I was learning flute at school, but it became very technical, a lot of pressure. I got quite stressed out with it and it became very scales and arpeggios and Mm -hmm. learning set pieces. And it was really killing the joy of music for me. Um, Then because I wanted to, to teach, you need to learn to play piano as well to do the exams and to have the qualifications for that. So I started learning piano and that also became very much theory and practice and scales. And I just wanted to make tunes. I just wanted to make music. I loved music. I loved listening to music. I loved classical music from a very young age. So I threw it all out. <laughs> I just stopped playing everything. It, I felt like it killed it for me for many years. And then um, some years later, I had the opportunity to travel with a band playing Indian music, uh, devotional Indian music, and they needed someone who could play the flute. So I went and bought a secondhand flute and started practicing. And off you went. And uh, and (laughs) off I went. And that was a really good experience. So I kept the flute. And then I just started playing for the love of it and learning things by ear. And um, I was interested in computer music in the early days when you could start you know, recording into a computer and sampling different sounds and making your own music that way. I was all about that, very um, experimental and and just playing around quietly with my headphones on. And and from there, I started to develop pieces for relaxation Mm. and did that for my own pleasure and exploration for many years. And then I started working with somebody called Sylvia Hartman, who's... um, an energy therapist. She writes poems and guided healing experiences. So I created the music for her work, which was called Hypno Dreams. And the way we did that was that she would record the spoken journey. Sometimes they were quite long, 15, 20 minutes long. And I would create the soundscape that sat under her voice. So I would use different healing instruments, bamboo flutes, chimes, uh, Tibetan bowls, Well, and that played in so beautifully for us and all of the work that we did. That experience allowed you to do the same thing for Anxiety Slayer and for all of, I don't even remember how many albums we've created up until this point. I think it's eight, seven or eight. Yeah. That was uh, how I created the music for us. When we began working together, you would speak the beautiful journey or the guided experience. And then I would create the music as a live improvisation under your voice. So the idea was that the music, went with what was being spoken and supported the atmosphere of what was being spoken. So just developed like that. Mm. Well, I think it's magical. I have loved music forever and ever. Grew up just outside of Detroit, went to a whole lot of concerts, ended up as a DJ in college, and was always the one putting together the mixtapes and playlists and all that stuff. Always the one that was you know, DJing the party or, or whatever. Uh, so from a listener and a vibe perspective, so uh, completely different than the, the creation perspective, but both based on a love of music. Yeah, I mean, you can't have one without the other. They go together. Yeah. 
Can you talk a little bit about the different frequencies of music and how they're used and, and what that's all about? I know that the I am meditation that I listen to in the morning is at 432 hertz. And, but beyond that, I, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I know that that's really chill meditation music. That's about it. Yeah. I've seen the number out there as the, as the chill out frequency. Mm -hmm. I don't understand a great deal about frequencies. It's not something I've looked into personally. Um, the way I make music is through pacing and time. So what I will do is match the tempo and energy of the person speaking the guided practice, and then I'll gradually slow the music down under their voice. It's a hypnotic technique when you work with somebody in hyp hypnosis where you meet them at a certain state and establish rapport with them, mm -hmm. and then you gradually, gradually calm down and slow down, and they come along with you. So the way I create music is through pacing, where usually I will very gradually over a long track, reduce the beats per minute so that the track ends up at around 60 beats per minute. And research has shown that our breathing and our heart rate will follow along with that and very slowly relax down gradually as the music continues. And when it comes to music for relaxation, Ayurveda recommends classical music as one of the best genres for relaxation because of that slower tempo and calming melodies. Yeah, Ayurveda comes from, it's in the name Veda. The Vedic tradition has its own incredible practice of music for healing. Uh, ragas, if you've heard of Indian ragas, which are performed with beautiful, fascinating scales, very complex, very wonderful. They're performed at different times of the day to invoke different moods. You get morning ragas, evening ragas, in time with what in the Vedas are called the sandhyas, the junctions of time during the day. So there's a whole culture there of music for relaxation and healing. But certainly Ayurveda recommends what's gentle and uplifting, what isn't going to be jarring to our nervous system or disturbing to our mind. I have a neighbor that drives past here with music pumps out of his van, which is not Ayurvedic <laughs> at all. <laughs> I find myself tensing up and waiting for him to turn it off. No, sometimes you listen to music and it makes you feel unsettled or it can make you feel low or it can make you feel like it's almost violent. Mm -hmm. So Ayurveda teaches, as we've spoken about in recent podcasts, these energies, these qualities of nature and music along with everything else also falls into these categories. So the type of music Ayurveda recommends is sattvic music, which is peaceful, uplifting, happy, devotional music that, that helps us feel settled and positive. If you're looking for specific music to help calm your anxiety, we have some recommendations for you in the show notes, but by uh, different genre, Mozart, Beethoven, Bach, Vivaldi are all good choices for classical music. There's an amazing array of instrumental music that you can listen to, whether that be Yoruma, Enya, uh, Kitaro. There's jazz, Miles Davis, John Coltrane. And of course, there's so much new age music to choose from as well, whether that be Enigma or Deep Forest. Of course, guided meditations like the ones that we create for Anxiety Slayer. 
or that are available through Headspace and, and Calm. The importance is choosing time to relax, setting aside time each day to consciously enter into this state of relaxation and, and enjoyment of whatever it is you choose to listen to. This is going to help you calm your precious mind in a way that you will absolutely be grateful for. It's really important that we have a practice of consciously choosing to relax. Yeah. You know, we'll come home from work or from a social interaction or an errand, something, and we'll come in the door and think, you know, I need to sit down and put my feet up for a few minutes. I need to relax. But what we'll tend to do is contact somebody, pick up our phone, start prepping dinner. We'll sit down with good intentions. We might look at the news. We might do a whole load of things that are stopping what we were previously doing, but it's not relaxing, Mm -hmm. not that conscious relaxation where we're invoking the relaxation response, which is a complete opposite to anxiety and to the stress state in the body. So if we can get set up that we have our favorite music and our favorite sense and our favorite place to relax, and we can go to that place ideally at the same time or around the same time every day, even if it's just 10 minutes, 15 minutes, with the intention of I'm going to listen to this and just let myself really go offline, put the phone somewhere else, put all the shoulds and the things we feel we, we need to be doing, put it all aside for a few minutes, which is how we start most of our guided relaxations is give yourself permission to relax for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. There's something very healing about setting that conscious intention to deeply relax, fully relax, and take yourself offline. And with the right music, that's a very healing experience and a very good antidote to anxiety. And know this as well that sometimes your mind will want to get up out of that chair, get up out of the bed. It'll want to do five or 10 or 15 other things, (laughs) but just keep at it. Keep practicing, keep allowing for whatever amount of time you have to just sink in, and and I promise it'll get easier. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Learning who we are is a lifelong process because we're always growing and changing, and each time of our lives comes with new experiences, new challenges, and more self-awareness. Therapy can help because sometimes we don't know what we want or we don't understand why we react the way we do until we can talk things through. A BetterHelp licensed therapist can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are to becoming the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. The experience is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient flexible, and suited to your schedule. Simply fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash slayer today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash slayer. Before the break, we were talking about the importance of carving out time to listen to music for relaxation and doing so as often as you can. 
And while music is helpful for relaxation and calming anxiety, it's also a wonderful way for moving stuck energy in our bodies. One of the best practices that you can do to move energy in your body is to put on some great dance music and just start dancing it out, shaking it out, shaking your limbs, um, making yourself crack up. I definitely laugh anytime that I'm in a space to just move in that way. It helps so much. It can help you reframe difficult emotions and experiences. It can definitely improve your mood. And we know that dancing can help increase endorphins, which are the body's natural feel-good hormones. So we suggest creating a playlist of your favorite dance music to shake things loose. I remember reading some time ago an article about Western psychologists that had traveled to Rwanda to help people who'd experienced terrible trauma. And those local souls were really struggling with the Western idea of what they should be doing to recover. And after a short while, they reported that they felt more depressed. And they said, where's the dancing? Mm-hmm. Their practice was to dance together and dance it out of the body. And how are we supposed to get better without the dancing? And um, that's there in all healing cultures. It's also there in Qigong to pat the meridian channels of the body vigorously, to bounce on your heels and drop your arms, shake your arms, gain bouncing on your heels with your arms over your head and just letting the bounce of your heels travel through your body into your arms and let them move how they naturally do. Shaking and moving trauma out of the body is in so many healing traditions. And we often talk about with anxiety, that awful feeling where you get stuck and you feel like you can't move. And it's really good to move however you can. Definitely good to move the body every day and get the stuck energy going. You'll find some Spotify playlists that we put in our show notes today for both uh, calming music as well as dance music. And of course, create your own playlists for whatever it is you want to use them for. It's a great way to set yourself up and really enjoy music. And to wrap up today's episode, we're sharing a calming breathing relaxation from our Tranquility album and invite you to come back next week where I had the pleasure of having a conversation with Chad Lawson, who is a delightful human being. He's a pianist, yogi, and creator of the album Breathe that already has over 500,000 streams. This album is so gorgeous. You guys are going to love listening in and, and learning more about Chad. Thank you so much for choosing to come back and listen to Anxiety Slayer. We're grateful that you listen in, and we absolutely love sharing these conversations with you. Thanks, Ananga. This breathing awareness practice can help you calm your mind when you feel overwhelmed by constant thoughts or worries. We recommend practicing this short, mindful exercise at least twice a day for best results. Find a comfortable chair to sit in where your feet can rest flat on the floor with your back nice and straight. Let your hands 
rest in your lap, palms facing upwards. Have your hands relaxed and open as if you were lightly holding an orange in each hand. Allow your fingers to spread apart slightly with gaps between them. Check to be sure your shoulders are relaxed, rolled back and down. This helps your chest to be open and receptive to your incoming breath. Make sure your jaw is relaxed. Have your mouth slightly smiling to help your face relax. Now imagine your head floating above your neck and shoulders, supported and connected, but without tension. Now begin witnessing your breath, simply watching as it enters and leaves your body, coming and going at its own pace. To help keep your mind engaged, you can develop a sense of gentle curiosity. You might notice your breath slow and deepen, or you might notice a pause between breaths. All you need to do is watch and witness. Calm and relaxed, peaceful and still. Noticing each and every breath come and go. Your mind may be restless and may keep bringing you other thoughts. That's okay. It doesn't mean you have failed. It doesn't mean you're not doing this exercise correctly. It is the nature of the mind to wander. So let it. And gently keep bringing it back. Keep drawing your mind back to watching your breath whenever it wanders away. Bring your full awareness back to your breathing with renewed interest. Feel the temperature of your breath entering your body. Listen to the sound of your breath leaving your body. Watch your chest rise and fall with each inhalation and exhalation. Keep witnessing your breath with passive, restful awareness for the next few minutes. <laughs> 